0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In The Spotlight. Welcome to In The Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. Anne Liao was born in Taiwan. She has lived in Australia, South Africa, and South Korea. Um, and probably some other places, too, that I've forgotten. But uh, why she studied and now teaching communication design is because she really cares about social impact. She said that empathy is a big component of design because design is user-centered. Ever since she was young, she was quite entrepreneurial. And besides, she has a serial entrepreneurial mother. Ann's interests are very diverse because she's also interested in fashion and beauty blogging. She loves dissecting, and I'm not talking about dissecting animals, but dissecting issues and in wanting to learn more and understand more. She came back to Taiwan because her mother started a biomedical company, and so she's here to help, to support through design. Let's hear more from Ann Liao today. So actually, you've only been back in town since 2017? No,
1: no, no. I've been back since 2013. So 2013, I was building and prototyping. Actually, not even thinking I was going to go into entrepreneurship at all, right? It was really focused on just teaching children. Because I was teaching English and I was doing design simultaneously for clients. And then I thought, oh, you know, actually my teaching methods in design, I mean, design helped my teaching to do better. And then it was uh, really in about 2015, I think it was World Design Capital came to Taiwan Uh during that time. And I was like, okay, the ecosystem is developing. This Mm. is where I should be investing. Because I always look at the next 10 years of my life, like where I want to be, and then I backtrack, right? Uh So um, in that sense, I thought, okay, it's time for me to invest in my life. And then I started doing personal development and I thought, okay, now the tools that I've done, I want to see if people enjoy this, right? right? And then I had parents who, um, of my students, mm-hmm. uh, share with me that, like, Hey, you know, your technique is really fun. Like it's even, it's actually quite mature. I think adults would like this cause it's a lot to do with fashion
0: uh-huh, right. that
1: anchored me into teaching adults and then. Officially launching my company in 2017 after having my own studio, and then it was um, yeah corporates. So okay. one led to the other, led to the other, and then yeah. I started teaching at Xiu Institute, and I taught at Fuda and I mentored Fudan master students, and it was just like starting to build the ecosystem.
0: So the first thing you came back was teaching first to time, nine to twelve year olds.
1: Yeah, so at that time, like I would say, within a year. That was one of my first uh, jobs, right? Mm -hmm. And this job changed my life because I've never taught 9 to Mm 12-year-olds. And they said, well, it's a fashion design class, right? Like an after-school kind of activity. And I thought, okay, but I'm not in fashion. Were you teaching at a school? Yes, yes. It was an experimental elementary.
0: I know, it sounds like, you know, a kind of school that, you know, it's like really new. Yes, yes. Oh, really? and they were so young, right? Experiment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was
1: actually referred by a friend of mine who worked in fashion, and she uh-huh. said, "Anne, I think you really like kids. You would suit this." And I said, "But I'm not in fashion." Uh-huh. But once I got in, I became really invested uh-huh. in like learning, right? More from like the psychology perspective, and also from the communications perspective. Yeah. How do I, how do I help them? You know, uh-huh. and then then. Also, I was uh, doing, you know, my waitressing as well because I need to survive. So I thought, okay, I don't even know Chinese and I don't know how to read or write. I should practice, right? Uh-huh. And the best way is experience learning. Yeah. So if I'm a waitress, I would need to learn what's on the menu. Right. And also share these different things with people. So it's training my speech. Uh-huh. So I wouldn't have been able to teach like I do now without those experiences within, you know, service, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Mm. So what kind of restaurant was were you working at? A really local Chinese restaurant? Or actually, what? I
1: worked at three.
0: And okay. that time it was
1: really a big grind. At the same me, time? At mean? the same time. <laughs> so I did part time. So the thing is, I thought, okay, what if you are like living everyday life, what actually takes up most of your time and most of your money, right? It's going to be food. Yes. And transportation. So right. I only selected places that I like to eat already. Uh-huh. So I can sell already, right? Because yeah. I know their food. Okay. And uh, <laughs> they had to be close and distance. I can walk there. Uh-huh. And uh, it had to match, um, you know, it had to be PT, part-time. Okay, So nobody can overwork me. Yeah. So it was like, you know, a full amount of money, let's say like 120 NT an hour, right? Uh-huh. So I would go for breakfast. So it would be like a morning session, like yes. morning till afternoon. Uh-huh. And then after that, it would be um, afternoon till like night. Yes. And then I had midnight because I like to eat. Uh-huh. So there were like three spaces that I like to eat that was paying me. Uh-huh. And I didn't need a gym because I was holding, you know plates and things like that that forced me to work out so it was good it was like it's like finding the perfect
0: oh you're a planner you think it all out before you actually do anything it's all so well thought out gosh
1: and actually most people think that I'm not but that's when they actually see my ideas I think oh my gosh this this could be really intense and you know it's probably like uh, you know you see the risks and the fears and I but actually I've been planning for a long time oh like Yeah, it's just my enthusiasm might feel like it must be something very fresh. But I only get to that. It's just because I also have a comfort zone, right? But my comfort zone is just a little bit bigger than other people. Mm. Because I've just seen too much um, when I've been growing up. So I thought, oh, you know, if not now, then when,
0: right? (laughs) So it seems like your mind runs faster than your action.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. So my action is actually much slower. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. What's it been like coming back to Taiwan?
1: Um, I think Taiwan has been just marvelous, to mm. be honest. Um, I think people, the environment, it's just a perfect space. It's like a family, right? Mm. Taiwan is like known in the startup world as a community. Mm-hmm. Like not every city is like a community but Taiwan is like that right mm-hmm. you come back it's almost like it has a town feel it has all the necess- like all the necessary components of a large city mm-hmm. but it's very very like community you know a lot of cafes a lot of this like good lifestyle that you would want to build a longer time you know your life in so this has really helped me create really i mean good relationships good foundations mm-hmm. for you know, the next phase of my life, which is now, because it's the next 10 years that I'm thinking, right? Yeah, so I'm turning 30 this year.
0: <laughs> okay. And
1: um, previously, I've been building, you know, that business. And then now, because of those experiences, I feel like I'm ready now for a startup. And mm. I think I think it's funny, most people start off with a startup, perhaps. Yes. And then they, maybe they fail, or they succeed, but most fail, right? Right. And then they go into building their next startup, right? right or a business, right? But I did opposite. Uh-huh. So I was more like building a business and then I was learning all the knits and grits, um, but nothing like going into A round or B round, right? Then now I feel like, oh, with all those experiences, the same things and same messes that you would have in a startup, I've already experienced them in the span of seven years. So I've like launched things, I've closed down things, you know, but, but my company still exists and it's still surviving. Right. And then now I feel like, yes, I, I can tackle because I have resources right. to tackle startup life. Yeah.
0: You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lynn. So what's your startup going to be?
1: Yeah, so my startup is uh, it's, it's basically an event planning uh, company, right. a platform mm-hmm. that focuses on green technology. As I was researching, you know, the issues, um, something that came to mind was uh, how much waste uh, festivals generate, right? It was like 23,500 tons a year. As oh, within...
0: A- Taiwan?
1: No, a year. Most of it is from the States, actually. Okay. Uh, This is mostly from the States. But yeah, just imagine the whole world. I think it's going to be even crazier, right? Yeah, right. Um, But, you know, as a festival, it's basically an ecosystem. So I've always been interested in sustainable smart city models right? Mm-hmm. How does that work? But, you know, in order to get all these components to invest, people to invest in these things, it would take a long time to convince people, right? So in t- instead of telling people to go vegan or go, you know, I just want people to have a good time learning. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to develop a tool, which is something that I'm working on now. It's a platform. It's an event planning tool. Uh, it's a drag and drop, a method where it's kind of like building a website, right? In the past, you have to find these amazing developers in-house. But now these websites manage these uh, tools for you. you, drag and drop what you need, and it calculates, you know, all the waste that you have, right? Yeah. And then, and then yeah. we'll give you suggestions of like how do you replace that right. with something better, and then what is the comparison between the waste, right? Yeah, and it's a perfect thing for saving time. I don't believe that people are innately bad or they want to create like horrible things. Um, I think we're just kind of lazy, you know, and Mm. I'm definitely not an exception, Mm. you know, and it's for the lazy. It's like a four or four dummies, right? But I don't think anyone's dumb either. So (laughs) just uh, an easy platform to to create social impact and change. Yeah.
0: Wow. So this is going to be a one person startup? no no
1: uh, what i learned, learned yes yeah. what i learned was um, as a solo entrepreneur uh-huh. for like seven years i mean we have different partnerships within different industries right but i feel like m- that is like my baby right uh-huh. so a lot of people when they first make a startup it's like that's their baby right but right. now it's not really i've right. already i have mine yeah yeah that is not getting sold right but <laughs> then now i'm i'm happy to build something else for everyone to enjoy Okay. And then in the future, if I do end up selling it or if I, you know, do something else with it, I feel OK, because because there is like that clear goal and vision in mind that the purpose of this is not to just like make myself feel good or something. It's really about serving a bigger purpose and, a, and an impact. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And now I'm looking back on how I introduced you, social entrepreneur who runs an education and design group focused on green technology and innovation. You've pretty much covered everything that's, <laughs> and, you know, understood it within this one sentence here. It's amazing. You're so, you know, it seems like your life is a lot of fun and exciting. Yeah, your mind's always moving mm. on the run, it looks like. Mm. So where do you want to go from here with your life?
1: Actually, um, I thought about this a lot. Maybe it's because I'm turning 30. And as what a 30-year-old woman... not think about? <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, you know, I think now um, my... Let's talk about my fears, right? I made 30... Um, fears that I have. And um, one thing that I'm tackling this year is actually singing in public.
0: I'm extremely afraid of singing in public. I'm so surprised to hear this because it's so different from, I thought you were going to say something related to what you've been doing.
1: Because I think (laughs) that personal, you know how like mind, body, spirit, Uh right? So I feel like in terms of, you know, business and I'm less afraid of failure in Mm. that section because I know that, you know, no matter what happens, as long as I'm living, right? There's always going to be chances. That's actually a personal motto, Okay. of mine but you know things like sharing my art because I've always loved drawing right and like illustrating i illustrate poetry and like all these different things i love i love cooking I'm a homebody and you know even like getting people like even inviting people guests to my house and cooking for them was a huge fear of mine oh. I never felt comfortable with this uh-huh. it's just felt too vulnerable and personal do you know what i mean because like (laughs) if they reject the food it's really like they're rejecting you you know what i mean like less of that perspective but now i've been doing that a lot more i host Um. more like dinner parties at my house i cook for people um you know and sings another one that I. you're the only chef
0: i mean sorry going back yeah 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 Wow. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then what? I always love cooking, yeah. Feeding how many people oh, at a time? Oh, I mean, I made
1: hot pot. I mean, that's an easy way out, you know. But yeah, I did yeah. everything from scratch. So yeah. the thing is, um, I'm a vegetarian now. Okay. Um, and coming from vegan, then vegetarian. So, you know, the whole thing is about sharing good things, right? Right. And so I had like, you know, now I do annual hot pot for Chinese New Year. So oh, wow. from like four people, like four people, I had like 11 okay including myself at my house at my little studio yeah um and it's just it's it's been really good to be able to share that more personal side Mm. which I think I've always been quite like private about right but I feel you know as as we go along and we're more confident I guess with ourselves we're able to share the other more personal side as well oh so that's kind of like what I'm doing now it's more like facing those personal like fears yeah
0: oh so interesting Name a few more out of your list of fears.
1: Oh, a lot. Okay, I'll do another one that I've already done. So I've ticked seven off already out of 30. Oh, good for you. And one of them is hugging someone, a stranger. <laughs> so free hugs you see on the streets, right? Yeah. And um, I started this last year, so... Uh, I gave a girl a hug. She held the sign, free hugs. And I was like, you know, this is all or nothing, right? Right. So I just hugged her. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It just, it just, you know, the whole competence, confidence thing, right? Uh It really comes from fear. Uh I think I've tackled my more entrepreneurial fears. Next is startup, right? Uh, Right. Yeah, that's a whole different, like, pitching and, like, you know, that, that all or nothing, that's really scary. <laughs> but uh, I'm ready to tackle. So that's another one.
0: This has been a lot of fun talking thank to you, Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you. I have
1: this rule, which is a 30 minutes rule. And that's when I think about nothing.
0: Okay, every day?
1: Yes. Um, it can be any time, any moment, and I just blank my mind.
0: 30 minutes. And I think
1: that's really, it's like, kind of like meditation, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people say you have to go like peaceful and stuff like that. I could do this at a subway. Okay. I just close my eyes and I think right. of nothing and uh, that's and I hard think, and I think that really supports you know yeah. it's almost like conscious like you have to tap into that but yeah. if you allow yourself to do 30 minutes of absolutely nothing, nothing it just makes your life so much more at peace right and grounded
0: yeah. oh good for you yeah well you need that but in the meantime you're actually contributing a lot to society mm-hmm. with what you're doing yeah
1: thank you so thank
0: much. thank you And good luck with everything, all your future endeavors. Yeah, so good luck, and maybe um, I'll get you on my show. I don't know, maybe two years down the road, and see what new has popped up in your life. I'd love to.
1: Thank you so much. I know. All right,
0: thank you, Anne. Thank
1: you, thank you.